more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Okay, we will go to Southwest Rocks in a moment, but currently I better give you a weather update. And for the forecast for Sydney Waters, Pitwater and Botany Bay, they're talking still uh, northerly, 10 to 15 knots, tending northeast to up to 15, 25 knots. That's through the middle to the middle of the day. And then that could build a bit more. Offshore, we're talking about a nor'east of 15 to 25, reaching 30 knots by the afternoon and carrying that will carry on right through into the evening. So the sea will be about one, one and a half metres. That will increase and build up to two and a half metres by the afternoon. The swell, it'll be from the south. That's around about a metre. And they reckon it's going to be mostly sunny. Be a lovely day. And, of course, for southwest rocks, I don't know about Brisbane. I'll try and catch Brisbane for you in a moment. So good morning to everybody up in Queensland. You're now up out and about. But um, I'm trying to have a look, but we're not catching it up. So I'll have to go and talk to the Jerseyville Mayor, Mr McAnally. Good morning. Are you there? I'm here. Hey. Hello. Guess what? Morning, the Tenderfield Tendler's here morning, as well. Grand. Good morning, listeners. I've said hello to nearly everybody. Yes, you have. Indeed, you have. <laughs> yeah. So, is it windy up there? No, lovely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Morning. Very, very nice. And what, what's the plan to, this it's morning? It's not going to stay that way, but it's a nice morning, yeah. <laughs> so, you're going to sneak out and, and do a cheeky uh, little fish? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I've done my dash. Okay. But uh, no, I've been out a couple of times this week, and oh, we've had a we've had a very sort of interesting week. Last week in all that bad weather, some smart aleck or you know, a couple of them, I presume, ran around and pinched a whole bunch of crab traps off everybody. So mm. the, the police have been around this week. You know. Anyway, it's how it goes. Nothing to do with me. I've just I lost one trap, and my commercial mate from up the river here lost four, and some other people lost all their gear. And anyway, it's. Uh, it's a it's the first time that's happened for four or five years. But uh, anyway, we'll look. The walls have ears. We'll eventually find out who did it, and we'll eventually score. We'll settle the score. Mm. So you go. Well, it depends what they do. If it's a, a commercial person who may he may have come here to get them, and then he's going to use them somewhere else. So it yeah. depends. But if it's a local, you'll soon find out. All our traps, by the way, just for, for people who do a bit of crabbing. You mark the the plastic leg of the trap with your initials. You just use one of those electric um, soldering, you know, the, you know the electric soldering iron. Yeah, yeah. And you just put me on my case. I've just got LM on the trap. On every leg, I just put LM. Mm-hmm. So if if I ever get anywhere near a trap or assume in someone's boat, I just walk down casually and have a chat to them. But the first thing I'm looking for is if, <laughs> if they've got my uh, my initials on the on the thing. I have found a few. Just just. Between you and me and the gate post, yes. And uh, I just, you know, originally I just called the police and the fisheries and that didn't get the message across. But um, the second time I called on them, it did. Mm. I didn't <laughs> need to. I, DPI don't take much interest. So I always remember the first time I complained and they said, you know, we are not responsible for the security of your traps. And I, yeah, right. See you later. 
So <laughs> that, that's easy. Just I well, just, hey, Lars, was, if that's the case, why in the hell are they pull the money out of the trust fund? Mate, I can, <laughs> look, I, I, unfathomable, Kieran. Mm. I don't go there. Yes. <laughs> you went there yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but you've, you've, got your, you've got your lesson. Everybody who's ever had a go resigns. Mm. So yep. they, they just defeat you. Yep. <laughs> they defeat you by doing nothing. You go in there with the best of intentions and they just sit back and do absolutely diddly squat, which drives people like us nuts and then you leave. Yes. Mm. Yep. So anyway, but that's, hang on, if they had a decent minister who was putting a bit of pressure on them, you'd get a different result. If you had a minister who actually knew something, uh, you know, I mean, it's not... not I reckon the last one was Bob here. Martin. Bob Martin was the only one who had any knowledge of what really no, went he, on. He was all right, and mm. uh, he got a lot. He got a lot done because he'd been a fishing inspector. Yeah. That's right. He knew where all the idiots were. <laughs> so we're we're, we're not uh, horrifically impressed with uh, Moriarty yet, but uh, no, mate, fi- fingers crossed. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll see something a bit better from her now that she's. Uh, Sort of I thought easing into the rock. They brought Sean Sloan across from South Australia, where mm. I don't know whether they have. Well, they love him in South Australia. Yeah, whether yep. he got the no. rocket from there. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we are. This program's offered them the opportunity to be on here and be a voice weekly. Yep. But uh, that's all gone down the drain. They don't yeah. want to do that. No, that's all right. That's disappointing. But uh, the. Uh, I know that uh, Shoes Fishers Farmers uh, were talking to Benaziak yesterday, and the the, the uh, Mr. Yeah, yeah, the the audit is definitely going to be on for the Recreational Fishing Trust. So that'll be interesting uh, reading when that uh, finally comes. Well, out. I have to take it right back to uh, when Eddie Abid and McDonald were in charge. That's when Dump and I had the had the goods on them. Mm. Yeah, well, that's 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 history, Kieran. Move on. No, we can't move on. You can't let millions of dollars disappear. It did. I know it did. I'm sure Eddie was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie would have been shocked. Anyway, have you checked on the back of the lounge? We talk. We we, we work on the up here. Yes, that's exactly right. We're working on the positive. So, uh, so you went out yesterday. What what did we catch? Yesterday we caught. uh, We fished in the river, and I got three mud crabs, two blue swimmers, and uh, what did I get? I don't know how many flathead. Um, Fifteen flathead. But I put them all back by one. I just bought one home. And Valda, I know she's listening. Valda is one of the uh, punters club. Valda loves a flathead fillet. And Valda, there's a couple of beauties sitting in the fridge for you. We'll drop around later today. Oh, very nice. Oh, no, no. We, I, I don't keep many. I only keep... If I get one that gets... You know, occasionally, because we're, we're fishing with those vibes, and they they hit the, the flathead, come off the bottom and grab the vibe on the way. It's fluttering down, and they're shooting mm. up. And every now and again, you get one that is so badly hooked, there's not much you can do about it. So, yeah, yeah. If they're hooked, if they're just neatly hooked in the, you know, in the in the lip or in the front of the mouth, I just shake them off with a pair of pliers. Don't I don't handle them. I just uh, just just shake them back in the water. And I got through the week. I got some really big ones. I had to let go. I got one about three and a half kilo and one about four kilo one morning. So there's still plenty of flatters in the river. I'll, the only thing I didn't catch yesterday, absolutely no bycatch. Normally I get an odd brim or an odd school mulloway or a grunder or, or something, but no, nothing, nothing at all, just flatties. But the river's, the river's got heaps and heaps of flatted in it. So, And at, at, at last we're seeing a handful of mud crabs. And they've been really scarce this year, so I don't know. Maybe the guys who are stealing the traps, and they, they may need extra traps because they're just not making any money. Mm, so, uh, 
coming up to Christmas, this, uh, you know, they should be catching, they should be actually catching crabs. The water temperatures are okay. It's, a, it's not huge. It was 23 degrees a couple of weeks ago. It's back to 19 and a half now. So I don't know whether that's part of it. You, look, there's so many variables out there. You just uh, you just take it as it comes. Mm. If, you thought, if, you, if, if you actually knew what you were talking about, you'd catch a lot more. No, uh, but the, that's been okay. Offshores, you know, there's been a few fish. Um, the most interesting thing, people are complaining about all these bird, the birds washing up on the beach. Oh, the mutton birds, yeah. It's just for the, if you find a mutton bird that's washed up on the beach, by the time the mutton bird washes up, it's, it's, it has come from north of Japan, hmm. okay? That's where it's migrated from. And they, they've actually absorbed, to get here, to use all their energy... By the time they wash up on the beach, don't give them food and don't try and bring them into wires. And they've already absorbed all their own internal organs. They've got nothing left. So this is just part of the process. The beach worms will eat them, and that's, there's still plenty of mutton birds at sea. Let me. Let me oh tell yes. You. But yeah. some of the birds, if they don't, there's a, they, the scientists can tell you if they if they don't leave northern Japan weighing more than I think it's um, 15 grams or 18 grams or whatever it is, they don't make it. Yeah. They've got to have sufficient fat stores in their body to fly that 8,000 k's. I mean, I, mean, I suppose they could catch Qantas, but oh, I don't know, they'd probably cancel the flight. But <laughs> we'll come back JAL or something. But no, <laughs> but they, uh, uh, the, the problem is, yeah, they're doing this massive migration, and not every year, but sometimes they get to places where there should be food and mm. there's not. Yep. So if they, you know, if the pilchards or sardines or whatever that they eat are not, where they where they have to feed in there, uh, they, they won't uh, they won't survive the trip. And we've had years going back thirty or forty years where there were tens of thousands of them washed up on the beaches. Oh yes, yep. So please, there's no need to ring people early in the morning when you've discovered a mutton bird flapping around on the beach. Mm. <laughs> I've actually seen just as, just as a side because I do a bit of bird watching. I've actually seen a powerful owl grab a mutton bird on the beach just as I was walking, you know, when you walk down in a misty morning, you know, just mm-hmm. the first rays of daylight, and this mutton bird got grabbed by a, uh, by a powerful owl, which was rare enough, and uh, whisked off into the, into the trees. Oh, quite a, I thought, okay. Yep. <laughs> the old powerful owls obviously learn how to, you know, it's a bit of a pick-up for him. He doesn't have to hunt it. That's one possum he doesn't have to catch. Exactly right. No. And just before we go to the ad break... Yeah, two years ago, Julie was conducting a class with some school kids at Dorigo at the, when she used to do uh, environmental stuff. And one night she put a torch on Mama, a Mama Possum with two baby possums and we're giving a big chat. And just as the torch sort of went, moved, a powerful owl whisked fluid, grabbed one of the baby possums, much screaming, all the kids are screaming, <laughs> and flew <laughs> off into the jungle. There you go, part of the circle. Hey? Yeah, well, Julie helped complete the circle by That's illuminating it. the possum. So here he is. <laughs> anyway, we better go and grab an ad break. Frank, Indeed. You give it a do your thing. Okay, don't forget you are listening to High Tide here, Laurie McAnally on the Super Radio Network. Weekend mornings with Pete Davis. I had a farmer from Coonabarabin, and he said that they're getting half the amount of money for their cattle now, but unfortunately, in the supermarkets, the meat prices are still very high. Pete Davis has Sydney talking. I was at a farm, and the lady there grows cabbages. They're selling them in Coles and Woolworths for five dollars, and she gets thirty cents for them. So you know, everyone's being nailed to the wall by 
the big supermarkets and, and nothing's happening. 2SM has Sydney talking. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL kit home. Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. Sherlock Wheelbarrows for almost 50 years, making moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier. Sherlock lasts longer. Sherlock. Visit the full range at SherlockLastLonger.com.au. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. The World Supercross Australian Grand Prix is returning to Marvel Stadium, Melbourne on the 24th and 25th of November. Witness 40 of the world's best riders, including reigning champion Ken Roxon and Australian heroes Aaron Tanti and Luke Clout as they battle for championship glory. Marvel Stadium will light up with epic pyrotechnics, freestyle motocross stunts and live music and more for two nights of exhilarating entertainment. Get your tickets at wsxchampionship.com. Don't miss it. Arbavite Health Supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Arbavite.com.au Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down... Prior to the break, we were talking with Laurie McInerney from Southwest Rocks. Loz, we're back on air. Yeah, the sun's coming up. It's looking pretty beautiful. The mist, the mist over the paddock, I've got... Satan at the front door, just tapping in, waiting. Mm. He wants to come in for breakfast, so I'm, I'm actually, that probably doesn't sound right on radio, does it? He, Satan is a pet magpie right. <laughs> who gets who gets fed here every morning. <laughs> Don't really need Satan tapping on your glass. No. <laughs> coming in for breakfast most mornings. Uh, no. So anyway, we better get back to fishing reports. Uh, offshore, uh, I was going to have a whinge about the um, uh, bomb. The, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Department of Met. Yeah, I went Tuesday. It was all, you know, got up at five o'clock, zipped out. And as soon as I crossed the bar, it was already blowing a nor'easter. Now, the reason I went on Tuesday was if you looked at the weather forecast, it was variable 10, mm. turning nor'easter after lunch. Anyway, it was already 10. By the time I got up off, up off uh, Scott's Head, where I fish, 
uh, it was blowing about 15 and white capping. I thought, oh, Dad, don't do this to yourself, Loz. So I just turned around and came home. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, well, there was a lot of lot of bait, amazing amount of bait, slimies and yellowtail, and I actually jigged a lot of bait, and, and sardines, pilchard sardines, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. So I ate some of the bait. That was quite... T- the, the slimies, grilled slimy mackerel with a bit of miso are really, really tasty. Very, very nice. So I, I, instead of having... You know, I was determined to have some fresh fish, so I ate, the, I ate three, slimy, three big slimy mackerel. So there you go. And they're very good for you, by the way. So, yeah, they, uh, they eat the the heck out of them in Europe, and we, know, we yeah, just don't seem to do it over here. They're really, they are, you know, they really are good for you. So, uh, so I ate, hang on, these are about six, five hundred grams or better. They're quite big fish, so I just filled them off, put some red miso on them, and left them overnight. And then the next afternoon, just washed them off and uh, put them under the griller. Beautiful bit of salad, fantastic. Very nice. And, uh, Anyway, so, uh, but, yeah, oh, look, well, the other thing, yellow, these were the yellowtail were small, but when you catch large yellowtail, they are unbelievably good sashimi. They are yes. just, if you know how to cut them and slice them, mm-hmm. yellowtail are just magnificent. Aji in, uh, in, uh, in, in Japanese, A-J-I, Aji. So, uh, very, very good. Now, speaking of that, the other thing I did last Sunday after we did the show, I took the, next, the kids next door and taught them how to catch octopus on the break wall. Right. Okay. Taco jig, T A C O, T A K O. If you look them up on the net, you can buy them. Taco jigs, and you just bait them. You pin a live. It's like a saddle, or like a, a cross pin. You pin a live crab. You catch a handful of these little, you know, the little crabs on the break yeah, wall. Little, little black scotches. Little and cavities so. in the break wall on a on a string, and old eight arms grabs hold of the crab, and you grab hold of old eight arms and whip him out. <laughs> Right. And we caught, what did we catch? About 11. I think we caught, between us, we caught 11. 11 octopus between three of us. But the kids couldn't believe it. They, you know, they, 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 I showed them the first time and they see these arms come out and surround the crab. I said, the minute you can't see your crab, it's because the hockey's uh, got him. Anyway, so they, they liked that. They, they thought that was great sport. So I'm, I'm presuming we'll see more octopus get caught in the next little bit. Anyway, back to the, back to the fishing. Offshore... There has been plenty of uh, snapper, trag, and pearl perch caught. No great size, lots of uh, lots of catch, and not, not but no very few big ones. So snapper up to about the kilo, uh, pearl perch to about the same. Trags a little bit bigger, and a handful of a little sprinkling of small tuskies. But obviously everybody's catching enough to make a nice feed. So that's that's basically all you want. Uh, I do. I will say. I think. There's a bit of rough weather coming. I don't think we've got any good weather looking at the forecast till Wednesday or Thursday now. Uh, so, but offshore is good. There's kingies at Fish Rock, but there's just you can there's just a million sharks. But there's you know to keep Alastair and McLachlan happy, there are millions now, millions of little kingies at Fish Rock. <laughs> but there are legal ones too. There's a few legal ones, but the sharks just beat you. You just uh, there's just too many sharks. Uh, now Beach and Rock very slow, a handful of whiting. Uh, my little spy who's been fishing down at Hathead, he got some flathead, nice size, about a kilo off the beach, and a sprinkling of whiting, but I think he had more flathead than whiting. And he's just fishing between where you drive on the four-wheel drive track and back towards town. So he just parks there in the afternoon and fishes till dark. And, uh, till the mos- and well, I will tell you, when the, when the sun starts to go down, the mosquitoes get really, really friendly down there. Mm. So either take some bug spray... Nah, or, yeah, called your mate. That's your the mate, one to get. Take, take some bug spray <laughs> or 
just plan to finish fishing as a, once once the mozzies start biting, it's time to go. Yeah. Because when you're on the beach, you've got bare legs, and they're gonna they're gonna go you. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Uh, so yeah, but beach worms have been the preferred bait. Uh, down there, but that's the only beach fishing I've heard of. Everyone else is just saying the beaches are pretty dead, so that's pretty quiet. Obviously, the river is very good. Heaps of flatties. Um, as I said, I hate to think how many were, were in there because the last 18 months they've just been belted, and there's you know yesterday there were at least seven or eight boats doing what I was doing, so they're all probably catching some something similar to what I got. So. There's a stack of fish, and the size is really good. Did you say yesterday, Kieran, someone fished Pulver Island and didn't get a... Yeah, Brad, Brad from Renegade... Big. Brad from Renegade Blue Water yeah. Charters, a mate of his, fished Pulver Island, caught 20 flathead, and had to put them all back because they were all oh, over 70 centimetres. My God, yeah. 20 no, feet, never fish. got one fish to take home. Yeah, but he must have been using live bait. You don't... Yeah. Uh, that's 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 the sort of score you rack up with live bait. Mm. So uh, yeah, we're just using little little. Well, I, I use the small lures because I'm trying to avoid catching these great big flatties, and there's plenty of them. But um, anyway, I leave. Look, I, I just go fishing and enjoy it. I don't, I don't need to explain too much of it. But uh, these these uh, what am I using? I use Vibalicious in uh, in pearl pearl pink pearl or something. Yeah, we use those for yellow belly as well. Yeah, yeah, well, when I was on the Thompson River, I think you, you might have heard, when I was travelling, all I did was walk across the bridge. There's a lot of bridges across the Thompson River at um, Winton or Air Winton uh, or Longreach, Longreach. And you just walk across the bridge and wherever the pylons were, we used to just drop the Vibalicious down and just flick them. Yep. And bang, <laughs> you, get, you, get a, you get a yellow belly. I was quite taken with it. It was uh, I was amazed how many fish were there. But no size, unfortunately, Steve. They were about, um, think, think yeah, the, the palmy hand uh, yeah. plus about two or three inches. So yeah, we've got, got the same thing happening in Tenerfield Creek at the moment. There's lots and lots of yellow belly, but no size to them. No size. These fish were all probably 400 grams, three, mm. 400 grams. I got one fish about 1.2. That's it. So, uh, but they, their big problem out there is someone's tossed red claw crayfish into the... Uh, into the air creek system. Air oh, air fantastic. System. The old bucket biology. Yeah, and now, and now they're, they're, there's, there's millions of them, but they're obviously out, out uh, you know, eating out the uh, the real, you know, the little black coat, uh, Terax destructor, you know, the yeah. normal cray. And so they've got a, there's a, oh, I don't know, I saw all the signs, there's massive penalties, like 100 grand fine, da, da, da. So if you catch a red claw out there, you've got to, you've got to destroy it. Or either, mm. you're not allowed to put them back. Yep, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so but, enough. you know, this is yeah, this this uh, this country's had enough uh, introductions that <laughs> of things like rabbits and foxes. Yeah, yeah, look, that's, uh, I was up on the Gold Coast the other day, and just the the amount of those uh, tilapia oh, and things yeah, like well, that, and snakehead, and all sorts of, of weird ones. It's a waterfront place up there at the top of the Tweed, mm-hmm. up in the, you know those housing estates, the canal estates. Yep. And off his wharf, I can stand on his wharf with little tiny um, Mr. Twisters, those little single t- paddle tails. Yep. And I can catch a dozen. You know, I can fill half a bucket with them just standing on his on his jetty. Mm. <laughs> so there must be plenty there. Oh, definitely. They're an interesting little fish. Um, um, they are good to eat. Yeah. Well, that's why they 
got uh, introduced in the first place, you know, in places like New Guinea and, and yeah, well, things they, like they, that. For those who haven't eaten them, very much like brim. Mm. Tastes like a, just a perfectly good brim. Anyway, time to wind up. Yep, just before do, you so go, well. Loz, I just hey. want to make it clear to people that, you know, from fisheries, Pete Turnell's input to this program has been fantastic. Yeah. You know, him and Maxie Whitnell. Uh, we're, we're very good for fisheries. Yeah, Minister Moriarty yeah, should no take note. With them, but they, don't, they, don't, they don't listen. They're bad listeners. Mm. Yep. They've got their own agenda, Kieran. Oh, for sure. So they've never, they've never really, you know, they, 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 do, they do what they like. Well, even the same thing as this year. I mean, it was, was getting a 70-centimetre a size limit for flathead important? Well, probably was, but was it the most important thing we had to do this year? Almost certainly not. So I would have thought go. white spot would have been a, a priority, but oh, no. no, they're dealing with white spot. But white spot's got to beat, mate. It's going to be like varroa mites with uh, yeah, the with bees. bees. Yeah. Once, well, I, I tried to tell them in twenty what, what, 2013 or twenty fourteen, whenever the, the federal hearing was. I, I, Julie and I had seen white spot wipe out six hundred kilometres of coast in uh, in Malaysia in Borneo, when we yeah. were there, and we just saw the destruction. And I just said to them, I said, if you're prepared to you know, allow uncooked product into this country, it's just going to happen. You can't help it. People will buy the cheap prawns and use them for bait. For sure. For OK, sure. Loss. And uh, I, got, I got rounded on by um, the chief of staff of one of the, of the minister, mm. and, uh, yeah, he really gave me a, a We remember it well. OK, and, bro, uh, I'm going to talk to you during the week. I'll be up there. Meeting and um, that was what happened. They, you know, what what the real issue was was that imported green prawns are worth six hundred million dollars a year, yep. and those people are very friendly with the minister. Yes, and they wouldn't wouldn't hear of it. So now, NDOB is gone, but not forgotten. You reap what you sow. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll with that, but we'll go and have a uh, we're going to have a fish this morning. I might sneak out. and See if I can find a Dewey. All right, we'll see you later. Okay, mate. mate. And don't go away, folks, because right after this ad break, we're coming back with Peter Johnson. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. $228 million is going to be spent on 3,000 extra staff for Centrelink and Medicare. 3,000 more staff for Centrelink and Medicare. That's one way to reduce unemployment numbers, employ more people in Centrelink. But are you really telling me the truth when you say your children won't visit you because you won't give them money? Correct. They wanted more money and they tried to hold us to ransom. Give us more money or we take away the grandkids. I said, we'll take away the grandkids. I think you should run for politician and you'd win hands down. No, well, I don't think that'd be a good idea. I'm too honest to be a politician. You're right. See, see how clever you are? <laughs> John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? 
If you'd like more control over how your super is invested, Choice Plus is the Host Plus investment option that puts you in control. Invest directly in the ASX 300 ETFs or term deposits with their easy-to-use online platform, complete with real-time online share trading and the latest market information. More control over how your super is invested. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited, general advice only. Consider the Host Plus PDS and Team D at hostplus.com.au before making a decision. Search Host Plus Choice Plus today. Get a great deal more with Kubota's in-stock catalogue. Check out Kubota's excavators, mowers, utility vehicles, generators and tractor range, which perfectly match to Kubota's land pride attachments. All available for immediate delivery. Let Kubota help to get your property ready for summer. With package deals, competitive finance rates and extended warranties, there's never been a better time to get yourself into a new Kubota machine. Visit kubota.com.au to view the in-stock catalogue now. Want accurate weight and ADG for every animal in your mob or herd? Consider True Test Walk Over Weighing. It's precision livestock farming where you can capture weights on every animal, not just a selection of them. With automated weighing and drafting you can trust, you can make decisions on your top and bottom performers with ease. With 24-7 support every step of the way. Get True Test Walk Over Weighing working for you. Phone 1-800-248-774 or visit truetest.com. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I and welcome back. And excitingly, we have on the line the Montana Kid, PJ. What's going on? Morning, y'all. Morning, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday for the other day. Oh, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, I turned old. Yeah, I'm not as old as Kieran, but I'm getting there. You were born 40. What are you doing? Yeah, that's it. I still have the same haircut <laughs> I was born with. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so Montana, everything went well except for the COVID. Well, I never got to hunt because of the COVID, yeah. so I can't say that went well. Very, so. very ordinary. But you got a trout. Now, this is what I want to talk about. <clears throat> I, I fished with a fellow by the name of Ian Seacrest. I fished with Ian six years ago when I was over there. We had a day on the Gallup and the Blackfoot Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a fun day, um, and we got a few fish six years ago. I said to him this year, I said, Ian, I'm coming back. I really want to catch a cutthroat trout while I'm here. So he... Um, He's in the they're leading into the quiet season for trout fishing. Going into winter, it's not really good fishing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes back to his um, carpentry trade during winter. Um, and then he has the whole summer and, and like the whole sorry um, spring and summer and half of autumn. He's, he guides and um, he's went out with his daughters and wife the other day just to find a stretch of water that had a few cutthroat in it. Because cutthroat trout are native to Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And their range is down to a third of what it was 100 years ago. So we found, found a patch of water. Anyway, we, we, we drive... Um, we drive... Uh, I'm just trying to think which direction we drove. We drove um, east of Bo- uh, west of um, Bozen and then south, and we went to um, the, the Madison River, 
and we pulled up at this um, parking bay. Now, let me tell you, Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks puts all these dirt roads into the river, puts in little boat ramps. They put in parking areas for um, people that want to camp there. They've got um, composting toilets there. This is all from your licence fee. Yep. And the facilities are first class. Um, now, when Ian picked me up at the motel, jump in the Toyota Tundra and we get there, and you look and you see your trout guide with pepper spray on his belt. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, a bear's a problem here. He said, no, nah, it's more so for coming in contact with a moose. Right. And I said, seriously, he said, yeah, if you come across a cow moose with a calf, she's worse than any bear. <laughs> okay, okay. So anyway, so there he is. He's got his, he's got his pepper spray on the, um, on, on the belt. We pull up, we jump across this little creek. And I just at the junction of this little creek, I saw all these sticks piling up. And um, Ian had his dog, Black Labrador, called Banks, and it took off and he calls it back. And it was actually a beaver dam under construction. Right. And I got to see a beaver. And I thought, well, that's a sign of healthy water. And he said, this, um, this creek, Peter, runs out of um, a place called the Lazy D Ranch, which is owned by Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. And I said... Oh, okay, so this is where he farms his uh, American buffalo, the bison, and services his restaurants from. And he said, we should get a fish, a couple of fish here. So we wade across the boulders and standing in about, uh, you know, mid-side deep water. And we're fishing, if you can imagine, they're like a tiny little midge um, larvae. They're tied on a size 16 hook. Right, real small. So it's as big as, I guess, the eye of a five-o. Mm. Uh, the whole, and it's under a, a, a strike indicator. And we're just drifting that out there. We said, I want you to cast it out there, get, get it to sit there and just let it drift and mend as the water flow comes out. First cast them into a beautiful little rainbow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got three fish in three casts. And we started talking about the health of the river, how good it was. And then he said, they're not they're not here, Pete. He said, we just might try a different one. So he brought his other fly rod over and we fished with the um, trout egg on the bottom. Yep. And um, a pink worm. And it's tied on like a mustard wide gap or a Gamakatsu shiner hook. Yep. And it's like pink latex with um, a couple of red bands on it. I put that out into the stream, let it bob down. The indicator went, I struck, missing took off, and I went, oh, this is a different fight. And I did it. I got my first um, Montana cutthroat. Fantastic. They're very similar to a rainbow trout, but under the bottom of the gills, they've got red slashes. Mm. This looks like the throat's been cut, hence the name cutthroat trout. This guy knew exactly where to find them, what they'd be eating. If they weren't eating the midges, they'd have a go at the trout egg, but he said they'll definitely hit a worm. And I said, well, this, this river's really, um, really healthy, you know. We caught seven trout at this spot, and he said, we'll go and rest the, this part of the river and go to another spot. And he was telling me, Ted Turner, um, so, you know, Turner Classic movie. Yeah. And what, what 
and at one stage and did you have Fox up before Murdoch or something? I believe no, so. Yeah. CNN. Yeah. So he's got a gazillion worth of money. His farm holdings are one hundred and ten thousand hectares. Ooh, that's a big place. Yeah, that's a big place, and that's on two farms. He went to Montana Fish Wildlife Parks, got a permit to poison his creeks. Hmm. To he get got rid of all the invasive get, species. Yeah, get rid of the rainbows. Yeah. Awesome. And so the 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 the, the population of fish that run into this um, a river, Ian says the tests they've done indicate about four and a half thousand fish per mile. Wow. Now, given the fact that you pay a fishing licence over there and the fact that they bulldoze roads in, they put boat ramps in, they put toilet facilities, this is a naturally stocked river. This is not a put-and-take fishery. Hmm. Can you see New South Wales fisheries coming up to that standard? I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, maybe under Minister Moriarty, she might, as I say, she might want to decide to to you know stake a legacy and you know get a, get a fish and game unit set up and and uh, sort of combine those two parts of the DPI well, portfolio. And this is it works in every other state in America where they combine fish and game. Yeah. Well, the it's, balls it's, in there, Pete. The balls in their court. All they got to do is ring up. Or, or send an email and say, like, the minister would like to come on the program and talk a bit about let what's happening you, with fisheries, because I've given up ringing them. Let yeah, me go tell for you it. why they don't want to go that way. They don't want to introduce the fish and game department because they don't want to normalise hunting because they don't want people to see it as a legitimate, legitimate way to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. The government doesn't want people to go out there hunting. This is why they don't want to have a fish and game because they don't want to give away their control over it. Now... I've got to tell you, we, we've got to get this. Um, we've got to get this attitude that it's really, really good um, attitude to have that they they adopt over in America. Everybody has their seasons for this. They have seasons on other. Another fish that they have in Montana is the paddlebill. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a cross between a broadbill swordfish and a mullet. Okay, but it's um yeah they have a season on that and they manage their resources well and why do they manage well because the license fees pay them well they use the money the right way yes mm. yes well as and I say we're bit... we're doing that uh, you know uh, cheeky little audit into the recreational fishing trust yep. uh, I don't know how much it's going to be backdated as much as Kieran would like it backdated no, uh, well, but look, uh, that that's gone. It, mm. uh, that's that's like last week's paycheck. It's gone. You'll never mm. see it again, right? Yeah. But um, what I've got to do, got to say, is that this river is all naturally stocked. And I said to the guy, I said, "What do you do when you want to fish?" He said, "I go down the Ennis down to Lake Hebsgen, and he said they stock them there. He said we'll go and get some fish there. So we put twenty odd fish in the net on the fly. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Three three cut throat, plenty of browns. We went to another spot and we fly fished and we, we put some more fish in the net and I pulled out my little four-piece travel rod and some Pro Lure ST72 minnows. Yep, yep. Now the guide said, yeah, I'd be interested to see how they work. And he said, oh, I like your little travel rod and put it there because he's, he's, you know, strictly fly fishing, this guy. Put an ST72 in black and gold, a shallow runner, runs about 0.8 of a metre. Toss it upstream, bounce it across the boulders, Whack! He said, "Oh, you hooked the bottom," and I said, "Bottom doesn't take line." 
And it's wow. Anyway, so we've got another seven or eight trout on the ST72 minnow, and he just said, mate, these are amazing. Lua, look at the action on that. He said, oh, well, I'd kill to have some then. So I've left two Crow Lua ST72 minnows over there in the safe hands of Ian mm-hmm. because he will use those for when he goes, takes his kids out catching trout for food. But he said he'll certainly have some fun with them. Yeah, and um, I've got some great video footage of some of the fish and some stills, and I might put some up on the um, High Tide website later on today. But um, here's a lure that's just, that designed to tackle fish here in Australia, and it absolutely slayed the Nike fish in, Amer- in 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 America. So you know, well done to Greg Reed and the rest of the team at Pro Lure because that was an absolute sensational little session on um, that. So in the end. Ian counted about 40 fish that we netted. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, well we better, get, we better uh, get you off and, uh, yeah, grab an ad break, and then we, we've got to talk with Mike from the Complete Angler. But, uh, no, it sounds like an awesome trip, uh, COVID accepted. Well, that one day fishing on the Madison River, that just reclaimed the whole trip. Hmm. So now I've just got to let my travel insurance work out and the rest of it, what I missed out on. So. Yeah, yeah. But you'll be back. I'll we'll be back. Yeah, all right. Well, good talking to you all. Yeah, I'll be back now. Well, good to talk to you all. Cheers, yeah. mate. You all. He's going to mosey on out. <laughs> Don't forget, you are listening to High Tide. It won't sound like we're coming from the US of A, but we're not. We're coming from here in Sydney, and we are on the Super Radio Network. I used to drive seven hours to hospital and seven hours back. You know, when Bob first flew me to hospital from a chemo, it was such a relief. Can you imagine? A two-day trip became two hours. What Angel Flight does is a godsend. So please, support the work of Angel Flight, or if you can, get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver, because helping Angel Flight helps people who really need help. Who am I? I make you laugh and sometimes cry. I'm there when you wake up and by your side each day. You can take me anywhere. I've been connecting communities for longer than you've been alive. Oh, and this year, I'm marking 100 years of providing Australians with laughs, news, sport and great music. I am Australian Radio. 100 years and just getting started. Thanks for listening. For the toughest jobs, at home or on the job site, you need the toughest gear. For almost 50 years, Sherlock Wheelbarrows have been hard at work for the weekend warrior and trade you alike. They make moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier because Sherlock lasts longer. Lighten your load with Sherlock. Visit the full range at sherlocklastslonger.com.au Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. And this summer, let Cobram Estate be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better this summer with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. 
With 20 tab tracks across New South Wales and plenty of greyhound racing action daily, thedogs.com.au is the home for everything greyhound racing. Watch all New South Wales greyhound racing live, plus view on-demand replays and get expert form analysis and tips on every race. The Black Book function allows you to add your chosen dogs and trainers to let you know when they're running next and update you with their results. It's the one-stop shop for greyhound racing. Visit thedogs.com.au. Gamble response. Conferences and corporate golf days that will really impress your guests are par for the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Not one, not two, but three functional conference spaces and a contemporary clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green. Make Twin Creeks your ideal conference or corporate golf day venue. To find out more, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Helpful Function staff on 9670 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down. And don't forget, folks, keep you on that weather. But we're going to get a, an, up, an update now on just how the harbour, Botany Bay, Hawkesbury River... Is performing. Good morning. Good How are we morning, doing, Mike? Guys. How are we all? Good, hey? mate. Good. So, that Mike from good. the Complete Angler. Correct. That is, that is me. Mm-hmm. That is me. So, yeah. Talk to us. Seduce us. What's going on in the wacky world of fishing in Sydney? Yeah, it's just still been good. It's been interesting. There's been some interesting stuff happening. But, you know, the weather's been a little bit annoying because it has definitely been up and down. Um, but the good thing is that, like, everything's still fairly stable, um, like, Sometimes when you get a lot of this rain, it can upset the estuaries to the things, slow things down. But we haven't really had enough that really has affected it. So it's still all fishing very well. Um, but some of the crazy stuff that's happening at the moment is the offshore reports. Um, There's some really warm water off Sydney this year, like crazy warm water. I had a customer that he, he gave me the highest reading. He was out this week and he had 23.8 degree water out wide. He was obviously game fishing, but um, there's a really hot you know, stretch of water that's coming down the east coast this year. Um, and it's very early and very warm. So I just can't wait to see what's happening, what's going to happen this year. They're already catching dolphin fish out on the fads. Um, but there could be some really interesting critters this year. It's turning up like long tail and mackerel more consistent, I think. It's it's going to be really interesting to watch that space. But, uh, but yeah, Mike, I'll, what, I'll... what was interesting talking with Al McGlashan, right? Mm. This is the mm. last week about it. Was mm. he was having, and during the week, He's having trouble finding kingfish in close. He said he, yeah. but he was finding good-sized kingies out wide. Yeah, it's all out wide. Yeah, it's been a bit of a trend this whole year. I, I don't, I don't, I can't even give the answer for it. But it's been like that for all the the reef fishing as well, like all the snapper. Um, it's all been wide this year. It's all been in that deeper water. Um, so if you, you look, if you're heading out, I, I wouldn't bother about fishing the shallows. They just haven't been in there. Um, and that's where the, the, it's been interesting. The kings have definitely been hot and cold, which is typical kings. Um, but I have to admit, for the amount of windy days that we've had and participation out on the water, I think we're having a really good season. It's just been you know, we, we just haven't had a lot of shots out there over the last couple of weeks. Um, but all the reports we're getting is all wide. It's all been um, the 12 mile in particular that's been fishing really well this year. Um, Long Reef and also Wollongong as well. We're getting. You know, lots of reports down there from out wide of the islands. 
So it, it's really interesting. And, and the jigs have been fishing very, very well for them. Um, and, but also live bait is also obviously that's it's still a fantastic way to target them. But um, it's been really good. And as I said, still getting snapper reports, um, a lot of trag as well, which again just shows how warm the water is. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really interesting. And the bonito too have showed up. That's the other species as well too, which is, which is again kind of showed up early. Um, but quite a lot of bonito reports particularly from guys just trolling small little lures. And it's a really effective way to catch them, actually, is just, you know, put like a 100mm size minnow lure out the back or a little skirted lure and troll around the rocks um, or fairly close to that rocks as you dare. Um, But there's there's quite a lot of banana around, and they've been big as well. Some of the ones have been like two and a half, three kilos. So uh, good fun. So, yeah, really interesting on that offshore scene. It's it's very interesting. Um, The other one, too, that's starting to happen as well is, is all the beach reports. You know, the, these next couple of months have, tend to be really strong off the beach, particularly for, like, bigger Jews. Um, so we tend, tend not to get too many off Sydney, but if you are going to be travelling, I have to admit that Newcastle area has been fishing very well. They've been getting them fish over that metre mark. Um, and we do get a lot of Sydney siders that head up there for a day or even the weekend. So um, that's probably only going to get better, but that's already starting to happen. Um, as I said, with the rock reports, because of the weather, it's been a little bit hard to get a gauge of what's going on. But the anglers that have been out there have been getting plenty of tailor and obviously the bonito as well. But it has been a bit rough and a bit windy, so you just want to be cautious about that if you're going to go out. Um, as I said, in the estuaries, that's, that's probably the most where it's been happening. It's been so consistent. Um, the rain, as I said, the rain hasn't really affected it at all that we've been getting. Um, and it's still in fantastic condition. There's prawns everywhere, plenty of bait. Um, and there's just like just so many brim, so many trevally, flathead have been fantastic. There's been some monster flathead getting caught this year. Um, so in general, estuary's been really strong. All the systems, not just one, every single system's been good. Um, the harbour's been really good for the for the kings. It's been the, definitely the better estuary to fish for them. They've been getting a few up in pit water as well, and a couple in botany, but botany's been a little bit slow for them. Um, but it's been very consistent. Um, lots of tailor schools in the bay, but if you want a bit of fun, and they've been pretty decent as well, um, they're, they're good fun to catch. Um, and the other one still that we're still getting is still in the Hawkesbury's hairtail reports. It's crazy. I had a guy in yesterday to show me the photos. It's, it's so weird that we're getting hairtail all year round. Um, so that's another one as well. And, and plenty of jewfish too in the Hawkesbury too. The, the Hawkesbury's been firing with, with jewies this year. Well, all the systems have been really good, but particularly Hawkesbury, it's kind of, it feels like it's back to its glory, glory days again. So. Um, and still ludicrous reports as well, and the squid as well too have been fantastic as well, uh, which is not only good for your bait if you're going to target some of these kings and snapper and things like that, but just really good to eat. Um, and also keep in mind too that the crabbing has just started you know, pretty consistently too. We've, the mud crabs have been around for a while, but the blue swimmers are just starting to move around. So um, really good idea to put the traps out now as that water's warm. All right. Um, and the, and yeah. the other one I mentioned just quickly is the bass fishing's been great as well. Fantastic. So, now, Mike, it's yeah. come, coming into, you know, sort of Christmas time. You know, people are putting up trees, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. complete yeah. angler, what's what's hot for Christmas? What's what's well, what's selling? Little, what what are people wanting? There's a little little event starting next week called uh, the Black Friday, which seems to go all week, mm-hmm. uh, quite ironically. So, uh, look, there is lots of specials at the moment. We've been actually putting plenty of stuff on sale, a lot of clearance stuff as well, too, all this week. So, 
I have to admit, if you're, if you're in the area, particularly the Villawood store, um, this week, you might want to pop on through because there's some really good close-out specials. Um, a lot of that stuff we're posting on our Facebook page because um, there's literally just too many, but Rod's Reels, but even just little stuff as well too, like Squid Jigs, there's a really good clearance on and Snapper Racks and all sorts of things. Fantastic. So, so Plenty of good toys. Time to get in and buy your Christmas shopping if you're, you know, partners into fishing or even if he or she isn't. Now's the time to buy it. Oh, let me yeah. tell you this. I'd be going to Blake's Marine or calling them or going on their webpage, blakesmarine.com.au, because with the conditions you want to get outside, you need a North Bank or you need one of the uh, bar crushers.